Blog Talk Radio. Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux Show, here on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We are live. Yes, we are live. Today we got a special musical guest, uh, my man Sal Into the Mouth, coming from Houston, Texas. You know what I'm saying? He got a smash hit right now on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Um, you know, you can check that out. You know, Google it, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio, or you can... Go to the website, angrykids 247radio.blogspot.com. But um, my vacation's over. My vacation is over. Yeah, we was on vacation for a minute. Had to step back, do some things, have some fun with the fam. Meet and greet some, you know, some exciting fans. I didn't know that we had, you know, a little fan following out there like that. But um, got to meet some fans and so forth. Got to have some fun. And, um... Thought it was fun. I, I, I like to have fun. I like to get my party on. You know what I'm saying? I do like to get my party on. Obviously. But um yeah, we got a very exciting show today. Like I said, Silent to the Mouth. He's gonna be here. We're gonna talk about, you know what I'm saying, his newest music, uh what he's been doing and so forth. I mean the dude got a huge fan following himself and uh, we're just excited to have him on the show this afternoon. But um, before we do that, we're going to get into a couple of news things that's going on out there. Uh, since I've been on vacation, you know, I, hey, me and this daggone wrestling business, it's just a hard place for me to leave sometimes. But I've actually had to settle down with my wrestling love recently because I wanted to see how things were going to shake up uh, with the additions of Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman. Eric Bischoff will be writing for SmackDown, and Paul Heyman will be writing for uh, Raw what I understand, the, the new Raw episodes with Eric, uh, with, uh, Paul Heyman hosting have been pretty cool. So we're going to see what Eric Bischoff can do. Uh, the past pay-per-view was okay. A lot of people were upset because Brock Lesnar decided to cash in his Money in the Bank opportunity, become the new WWE champion, so, or universal champion, excuse me. So people were upset about that. But I'm not because I love Brock Lesnar. I think he's probably the most over guy in the business right now. But um, we'll talk more about that later this week on the Devereaux Committee of Wrestling. Uh, also, yeah, so they got your boy R. Kelly. They got him. But I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that. I'm going to wait until this process plays out because I don't like giving opinions on things like this until I see how, you know, uh, court hearings and trials and so forth go. But he's in jail with no bail. Uh, he's not getting out anytime soon. So we'll see what happens with that. Jeffrey Epstein, the billionaire who's been accused of flying young ladies out to his private island and having some fun that he shouldn't have been having, uh, he's being held a bell as well. So I'm gonna give him. <laughs> I'm gonna just wait and see how these things play out. But that's pretty much the major things that's been going on uh, since I've been on my little vacation. But um, what we're gonna do is when we take this, we're gonna take this break, quick break. We're gonna come back. We're gonna have silent to the mouth. Here on the Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. 
How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with how to text a guy to keep him interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there at how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com. Recovery from mental and substance use disorders is real. You can recover. It's possible. It happens every day. Never give up on yourself. Discover hope and help. I thought I was too far gone. I wasn't. Join the voices for recovery. The world is a beautiful place again. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Each year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many will be serious. The majority of falls happen at home, so remove things that could make you trip and install handrails to keep you steady. To learn more about the steps you can take to help prevent a fall, please talk to your doctor. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. You're listening to Kids 24 7 Stephon Devereaux. Yeah, Stephon Devereaux Show. Back here on Angry Kids 24 7 Radio. And uh, like I said, we got a huge interview coming up. And I can't wait. I'm going to get some calls in. You know, later on in the show or whatever, you can give us a call at 929 477 1671. I don't like taking calls during interviews, but, it, you know, if some of his fans, silent fans, want to come and say what's up, you know, you're more than welcome to. But let's get into this. We got my man, Silent to oh, the Mill. Woo! What's, what's up, up man? bro? How have you been? <laughs> How have man, you been, man? Man, like a villain is still stealing. Hey, I, I feel that. I wish I could still be chilling. You know, I was on vacation for a minute, but I'm back. You know what I'm saying? You're the first guest. You know, with my return, and I'm, I'm actually, I was looking forward to this. Uh, you know, we've been trying to get this interview done for a minute now, and uh, but I was looking forward to this because, like I was telling the fans earlier, dude, you got one of the hottest songs on the station. I mean, it stays in the top three. It's, I mean, it goes one, two, and three. Uh, it, I don't like to say it rotates, but one day it's one, one day it's two, one day it's three, and it goes back to one, and you know what I'm saying? It's just cool the way this song has been taken off. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. I'll get, we'll get into that a little bit later. I'm, I'm glad, man, look, first and foremost, how did you get your start? I mean, because you, to me personally, uh, how about this? Instead of how did you get your start, how did you get your name, bro? <laughs> it's very unique. Um, I like it. Basically, I got my name silent to the mouth because um, not only was I a good artist, uh, but I was a businessman. So people were kind of sleeping to me, sleeping on me. So... A lot of people that I would give my business uh, advice to, they'd be silent to the mouth on me. And that's why I came up with gotcha. the artist name, Silent to the Mouth, because they wouldn't tell other people about my business because they would only want me to do business for, with them. Yep. So it was kind they of a good thing. They wouldn't give me no press. 
they wouldn't give me no press. So I was like, I'm glad to be, I'm glad to have customers to work with, but it was sad because then my customers wouldn't want to give me out because they would only want to work with me. Mm-hmm. And I, and I had yeah. that problem and, and that what was killing me business wise. So rather than just relying on other people telling me about, I actually literally had to go spread myself out thick <laughs> until, and then I used to have, and then after I spread myself out, I would have to tell people, please, if you tell the person the next, if you tell the next person about me, I will literally pay you $20 when they come in. <laughs> hey man, so, you gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. <laughs> yeah, did man, it work? It, it is, did it, it work though? It, it, oh, it did. It did. It worked. It worked. Um, that's how I got. That's how a lot of artists got, uh, found out about me. Uh, another one was uh, I even went back home and reached out to the artists um, that I used to know, like artists that would be performing, and they didn't even know who I was. And what it was is I ended up reaching out to, like, the managers of those artists, and the, the managers started messing with me. And then once they started seeing my ideas, then they wanted to apply my ideas to their artists. Yeah. So that's what I did. I, uh, we're really Originally, I'm from San Antonio, Texas, but I moved out to uh, – well, actually, before I moved back to Houston, I actually went to other states. I was in Cali, New York. Uh, you could say uh, – let's see, Cali, New York – I want to say Utah, but Utah out there is not, they're not really big in the rap scene like we are in Texas, but they're, they're yeah. pretty big as far as uh R&B scene, you know. And that was another thing Utah changed my direction on music because I realized I couldn't just make rap or hip hop music. I had to make different types of music. So, while I was out there in Utah, I kind of stepped back from the artist part and focused more on the studio music business part. A lot of artists are doing so I, that these days. So, I mean, did it make you, it, well, did it make you a better artist and a better businessman? I mean, which one do you thought, which one do you think helped you more, artist or a business? Uh, actually, both, because business-wise, it told me how to conduct business with people in a manner that made me more money, and then artistry, both, because I got to see different music which I could actually uh, add to my own music, or different things that people did with their music that I could add to my own music. Makes sense. Makes you know, sense. Makes sense. And that perception of you know listening to other people and learning from there. For example, a lot of people go in the studio and they do different things. You'd be surprised. Yes. You know. Yes. They, yes. They, the they way that they the way that they do their ad libs, everything. Yes. I mean, and my thing is, if you're going to be in the studio, okay, you might as well experiment. And a lot of and these well, back in the day, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older. I'm 41 now. So back, but back in the day when I had my own studio, I'm. I was the only guy in the neighborhood that had a studio. So I would have right. a lot of time to uh, work with an artist, bring them to the house. You know, we sit there and we work all day, all night, whatever we had to do. And uh, we would experiment a lot of those times. Like we would get a track done and then, you know, we'll go and experiment with the ad libs or we'll go and experiment with a different, um, a different cadence on certain words and so forth. You know, it was just the way guys back then, the way we did, we, it seemed like we had more fun. I, I was watching, uh, the Queen movie um, with Freddie Mercury, and they did uh, last week Bohemian Rhapsody. And I was really yeah, impressed yeah. on the things they showed because a lot of things that they show, um, they show in that movie, especially their studio work and how exp- how they experimented with certain sounds. And if you go back and listen to the album, and you're like, wow, so they did that with this. We don't do that no more because everything is so computer-based. I mean, everybody, they do a track on a computer they, or a beat on a computer, and then – 
they just they leave it there, they go and wrap over it, and then it's, it's done. You know, a lot of people don't experiment anymore. Did you uh, produce your own music, by the way? I meant to ask you that before. Actually, uh, I don't produce my own music. I do have a studio in which I record artists, but I go to another studio for somebody to record me. Record uh, you, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm going to be honest with you, their opinion and, and whatever they say matters. Like if I don't hit my notes right or everything, that means that stuff I got to go home and practice because not only will I – I know they can fix me in the studio, and that's fine. But then when I get on yeah. that stage, they can't fix me. Nope. So nope, you hit it right on the head, to, too. You're absolutely right. And, and, you know, when I go to the studio, the studio I go to, the guy is there. He critiques everything. He's like, that, 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 okay, that's, yeah, it was good that you sung that, but that, that pitch that you had was bad. You got to redo that. Yeah. He's saying, yeah. I, and I'm going to need you to go ahead and practice that now because when you get on stage, you need to be able to hit that. You and know what I'm see, saying? that's and a I real like producer. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I like about going to the studio. Now, don't get me wrong. I learned a lot from him, and I have my own studio. And I'm kind of learning so much from him that when I go to the studio, I'm like him. I tell other artists that come to my studio, hey, that pitch wasn't there. This needs to be done. You need to do, do better. Because I'm trying to push out real artists, artists that yes. are so good, you can hear them in public, and they all sound just like they CD in public. You know, and that's what uh, you the new want. Generation, that's exactly the, what you the, want. The new generation, I like their creativity. I like their ideas. But at the same time, a lot of their stuff is fixed in the studio. So when they get on stage, it's so disappointing to go see a show. And that's, yes. and that's the thing about the new generation. And, I, and really, when I think about it, I, I even put it in perspective. I think the old generation had the talent, but we lacked in business. And then the new generation yep. has the business, but they lack in talent. Because it's easier you know. now to get into this, and it's easier now to get into the game, you know, especially when right. uh, you, you're able to do everything by your computer, by your laptop now. So you can just drop a song it, and put it out there, and but you know how to make that money off that song. And a lot of people don't get that. Uh, they, don't, they don't understand, okay, so if you, you can have a decent song, but if you make it a little bit better, it might actually make you a lot more money. And they don't realize that. Exactly. That's why a lot of people, a lot of these new guys – it's so hard for them to get shows, you know, because they don't uh, – when a promoter or uh, a, build, a, a booker for a building or whatever listens to their music, they're like, this is not going to work for my crowd. You know, it's not even going to draw right. me a crowd. So, you know, it's like, no, I think you, you probably got that down packed. Now, because my favorite song is twerking everywhere. I'm not going to lie. I bang, I, love, I bang that song all the time. It's on the station. Every time it's up on the station, I make sure I turn it up a little bit louder because I like the song. And what – okay, so – now I, I I don't know if I asked you this uh, previously, but did you did you do the beat for that track? Because that who gives someone the idea to use the Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, that that melody was just <laughs> crazy. I'm like, oh man, hold up, bro. Because a lot of people don't realize that you know that that it's that Sonic that Sonic melody. A lot of people don't realize that, you know. But I right. know I think we talked about it before. But yeah, what gave you the idea to use that track? Well, actually, I had uh, found a beat maker online. Um, he, he, they, they actually changed their site. They used to be Five Star Beats, but then they went to Pink Fader. But the beat maker, I had actually gave him the Sonic beat, and he made that for me. And uh, oh, he charged me a grip for that. He charged me four hundred and sixty-three dollars to get that beat. Man, 
but uh, it was a worth for the it most though. part, I gave it, <laughs> it. It was worth it though. It was very, very much worth it because down here in Houston, Texas, they love playing that, and you know that yep. little sonic theme comes on, and you know it's 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 different. You know it's 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 abstract, but the fact is, is how he incorporated another beat for me to rap on it. It it brings it out. You know what I'm saying? It makes it seem like that's a video game beat, but then how could you turn a video game beat to a club song? And it's a, it, look, it's a banger. It is a banger. You're listening to the Step One Devereaux Show here on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Got my man Silent to the mouth here. Look, now, I, it is a banger. It's a, it's a banger. But, see, I know you got other hits. And you tell your audience, tell this audience, what other song that you think, besides twerking everywhere, that you think they would be into if they haven't heard it yet? I would say Hot Sauce. I got another song yeah. called Hot Sauce. And uh, that actually had a... a that beat was actually from a a one a fan of theme, long time ago from an old commercial that I used. Man, but see that's where you're being creative. You know what I'm saying? You're being creative and you're trying something new. A lot of people these days they don't do it. That's why I, to me a lot of the hip hop today I don't I'm not a big fan of it because it sounds alike. Now if you notice like when I do my when I do uh, the Stephon Devereaux show uh, on a radio station. Uh, my nightly show, I play a lot of old school songs because I think a lot of the old school songs, they were a lot more creative because you had to stand out. These days, they don't want to stand out. They just want to sound like the same person. And it just makes me, it drives me crazy when one producer can produce for 20 different artists. You know, back in the day, you only, okay, you're from Houston. Now, the Houston producers weren't producing for the California producers. They weren't producing for the New York dudes. The New York guys weren't producing for the California guys, and the Dr. Dre's and so forth wasn't producing for the New York guys. It wasn't until maybe after Dre left Death Row to where he started producing for the for the East Coast. Now, right, everyone's producing for the one producer's producing for everybody, and I, I think the one person that actually um, that actually was able to master that and actually be successful was DJ Mustard. When DJ Mustard had his run a few years ago, he was able to produce for different artists, but uh, even though it sounded sounded the same, he was able to make it feel different. Even though you knew Mustard was on a beat, but you knew that, okay, this is still going to be hot because the artists who was using the songs were actually good. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, how do you feel about that? Sorry about that. You're cutting now. Okay. Um, you were, tell, you, you were telling like, me about how you, where you got to. He was uh, cutting. He was talking about Dr. Dre in the beat or something because it yeah. cut out. Sorry. Well, that's okay. I'm sorry about that. But I was just saying how producers, you know, back in the day would only produce for their clique. And now you got producers producing for one producer producing for 20 cliques and everything sounding the same. I mean, do you, is that somewhere you do not want to, uh, you like to use different producers, all you know, instead of just one? I that's actually I agree with you. Uh, I would rather I want to be I want to be unique. I want to be different. I don't want to be the same as everybody else. I want to give people different ideas and inspire them to make music that's outside the box, but has a message at the same time. <laughs> true, true. We don't got that too much these days. Um, who are your favorite artists right now? Uh, mine would be uh, mine would be Q-Tip. That's my start off. Uh, Slick Rick were my Q-Tip Slick Rick were my start off. Uh, right now, I like Ti, Trade the Truth, and I would say one more artist. 
I would say I like Drake. And his, the, the the one thing I will say about the artists you just named, they all sound uh-huh. different. You know, they don't right. sound like one else. And that's the one thing. Drake was able. To, Drake has been able to master, and I think he's probably the only artist in the business right now who has his own sound. You know, like as far as industry, you know, the only industry or mainstream artist that has his own sound. So I was kind of shocked when he was letting other people use his producers, but I kind of get it. But I can see, hey, look, to be honest with you, I can see you actually doing a track with Drake because your your voices would actually work perfectly together on tracks because you do a little singing yourself. Am I correct? Exactly. Drake, you, I mean, we got to get that, we got to get that or make that happen. <laughs> that would be nice. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. That would be nice. Um, Great. So let, let me ask you this now. Okay, let me see here. Now, as far as like uh, the the Houston area for hip hop, is there anybody that's coming up that you see? You know what I'm saying? That's probably one song away from being a star down there besides yourself. <sighs> Honestly, not right now. That's the that's the truth about it. Not right now. Uh, I don't you're, see anybody. You're focused yet. on yourself. <laughs> I, I would say, I would but you're say focused yeah. on yourself. That's cool. <laughs> I am. I, I would say, but I'm, I'm gonna say no. I would say a lot of there's some more San Antonio. Now there's some artists in San Antonio. I think would come up. Uh, there's an so, artist hey, by that, the name. That's of, crazy. Actually, actually, I would say I would say there's an artist by the name of Square Business Cliff. Let me say that one. That's a San Antonio artist that's been out. Oh, scratch and scratch. Actually, scratch that. Square Business Cliff and Thug Izzle. Those two have artists that I've actually grew up with listening to, and they have uh, amazing music. But I'm only speaking from San Antonio. Houston, I really can't say the new artist because there's no new artist that I would say other than Sauce, Sauce Twins, maybe. But other other than Houston, I want to go back to the old one. I would say like Slim Thug is still doing stuff. Ooh, Paul Wall, man, yes he is. Yep, yep, yep. Paul Wall, you know, I was just listening to a Paul Wall the other day. Matter of fact, right, right. You know, my my I'll admit my taste in artists are pretty old. I still listen to the new new stuff and I jam out to the new stuff, but I still go back and listen to the old stuff. Big which you, you, you're gonna laugh, but Slick Rick just came out with a. Slick Rick just came out with the album not too long ago. Uh, but here's the thing, though. When these guys do that, see, but when these old, the old school cats do it, I actually look forward to it because I know what to expect. You know, I know that Slick Rick is going to come with some heat because he's not going to drop anything less, and I, which makes sense because he has a name. He's a legend out there. A lot of these guys, um, you know, uh, a lot of the older cats, and this is what I – the one thing I don't like about hip hop, you know, as far as the, in- the the industry, the industry treats hip hop like it's just a young man's game. But rock and roll, if you look at it, rock and roll is really a young man's game. But you still get mm-hmm. the Rolling Stones and acts like that who are still out here touring and making millions for their tours. Jay Z's probably the only old school act, you know, because he's been around for thirty years. Old school act who's able to go out there and generate that type of income from his tours. Off of his name, he's the Rolling Stones of hip hop. But you, but in hip hop, I mean, in rock and roll, you have Paul McCartney, Rolling Stones, Metallica, and so forth. And um, the reason why I bring up is because I was just at um, last year I went to ACL Fest down here in Texas, Austin, Texas. Went to ACL Fest. I'll be there this year too. Can't wait. But uh, the guys they had headlining, they had Metallica, Paul McCartney headlining. 
You know, and I, I, it was scratching my head, but then the last night they had Travis Scott. You know, Travis Scott took a, had the last night, which was I thought was cool because, you know, he was able to headline over all these big acts. You know, but I didn't think that his show was that fun. I really didn't. I thought Travis Scott was okay. And I'm like, uh, you know, Lil Wayne's set was, uh, you know, but when it came to the rock and roll dudes, they killed it. They killed it. And, it's, and I think it's because um, they just have a, they know how to do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Compared to the younger guys. They just, younger guys just don't understand how to do that. But anyway, enough about the, enough about the rock and roll stuff. Okay, so. No, I agree. Now, I totally agree. I mean, if we can get hip-hop there, I'll be very happy. Now, you're one of the most, I mean, like when I look at, you know, uh, uh, the artists and so forth who use social media and use uh, the, these digital streaming sites, you're probably one of the most popular dudes on here. Like, dude, seriously, you got, I mean, I'm, I'm also at your Spotify account. Come on, bro, I yeah. that. <laughs> but like, tell a younger <laughs> artist, what do they have to do to be able to generate the type of interest that you're generating right now on your music? Because a lot of these young artists don't know how to do that. Uh, strategy is most important. Strategy is very, very important. Uh, strategic. Uh, I'm very, very strategic. What's up, man? I'm very, very strategic. Well, my thing is, is uh, for example, I don't just have my music making money. I help artists because helping artists puts you in a group of people that can make money with you and also promote you because the artists I help go out and tell other artists about me. And because of that happens, I end up getting this big fan base of people that love to listen to my music, not only because I help them, but because I sound good. So it's almost like I don't really burn any bridges. Or I try not to. If you, if you, you, can't, you can't. You cannot burn. And, you know, I tell my friends and I tell other people all the time, look, you could put a block, you could put a roadblock up for a minute but never burn a bridge down, especially in this type of business. I come from the world of professional wrestling, and it's a, yeah. it's a lot smaller than music. You know, that world is a lot smaller than music. So I was taught that if I burnt one bridge, I could be burning 30 bridges at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And, but in music right now, um, a lot of these artists don't realize that, that you could burn one bridge, and especially let's think of social media. You could burn one bridge on social media, and it's going to cost you a ton of fans, possible fans to hear your music. Because let's be real, the artists that are out there today, they're fans as well. They want to hear new music from someone else because that's how they learn. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, hey, exactly. look, the first time, the first time I heard twerking everywhere, I was jealous. I said, damn, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I knew, I'm like, yeah. yo, that was, it was a creative concept. And we don't get that anymore. You know, we don't get creative concepts and so forth. Now, you got any new music coming out uh, that we can look forward to? Uh, I would say in September, I'm coming out with a new album. It's going to be my third album. Man, she's putting in that work. So. I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. We yeah. only got a couple of minutes <laughs> left. This is the Stephon Devereaux Show here on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We got my man Silent to the Mouth. Got a couple more seconds, a couple more minutes to go. Um, but uh, so you got new music coming out. You gave us the strategy. You know what I'm saying? Some of, you gave us the strategy. Actually, it's a, the best point that's going to come out of this interview is what you're telling people and so forth. Because I like when people get educated from from my guest. Um, well, now, uh, well, I'll actually tell you the truth. When it, when it, I would tell you when it comes to strategy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you in a little bit bigger of a strategy. If you have your own studio, record the artists and mix their music down, but also make the artists money through platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music, because then when you make them money, 
and they come back to your studio, they'll have money spent in your studio, and that keeps your money all together, just like that keeps your friendship and your bridges together. That's a little bit more in depth of the plan. Now that's dope. So have you thought about? Um, do you have your own record label that you're putting out your own artist? Uh, mine's gonna be Peace Be Still Records. Yeah, Man, I'm, actually, I'm actually I like that. I like verge. that name. I'm on the verge of getting that done right now. Man, that is so dope. Do you would you advise other um, other new acts who are coming up? Do you advise them to try to put out their own music, or would you advise them to try to uh, hook up with like an independent label or uh, or someone like yourself, you know, who can help them out? I would, I, if I've advised somebody right now, I would tell them to work with more people because the more people you work with, the more ideas you get, and by the time you've got a group of ideas, you can p- make the ideas legit by copywriting them and putting them out and make your own it's almost like making your own sauce you know in order to make your own sauce you need all the right ingredients if you work with a lot of people that are always giving you ingredients you'll have the best sauce and then it's worth copywriting and that's dope all right we only got about 60 seconds left why don't you tell the audience where they can find your music let them know where they can follow stream and do their thing with your music let them know you can find me on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Tidal, etc. Actually, if you really want to find all my platforms of music, just Google Silent to the Mouth, all underscores in between the words. That is dope. It's so much easier when you can just tell someone to Google. Google me, you'll find me. That's beautiful. Hey, Silent, I want to thank you so much for joining us, man. I swear we're going to do this again. I'm going to get you back in here on, in September when your new album drops because we're going to talk about that. You know what I'm saying? We got to most definitely take care of you on that. But man, I want to thank you so much for joining me. And I'm sorry about the wait. I told you I was going to get to you, man. I told you I would. But I want to thank you again for for joining man, us. Man, you are. Man, we all have things that we got to do. We are all busy. I'm a busy man, so you're perfect. Hey, man, I appreciate that. Silent to the mouth here on an Angry Kids 24/7 Radio. I want to thank you again for joining us, the Stephon Devereaux Show, and we'll see you next week. All right. How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested.weebly.com for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there at How to Text a Guy to Keep Him Interested.weebly.com. Recovery from mental and substance use disorders is real. You can recover. It's possible. It happens every day. Never give up on yourself. Discover hope and help. I thought I was too far gone. I wasn't. Join the voices for recovery. The world is a beautiful place again. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Each year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many will be serious. The majority of falls happen at home, so remove things that could make you trip and install handrails to keep you steady. To learn more about the steps you can take to help prevent a fall, please talk to your doctor. 
You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. You're listening to Angry Kids 24 7 Radio. Angry Kids 24 7 Radio. Discover the weird trick people are using to make over $3,500 a month taking paid surveys from home. Jason White is known online as the king of paid surveys. He's been taking paid surveys online since 2009 and has earned over $274,000 just from paid surveys. He knows that may seem hard to believe, but it's 100% true and verified. Large multi-billion dollar corporations need your feedback and suggestions about their products and are willing to pay huge sums of money to get it. If you go to bit.ly backslash making money with surveys, he'll show you how to get your piece of the pie. Companies desperately need your opinion and will pay you cash for taking short surveys. Plus, you'll get $50 for taking your first paid survey. So go to bit.ly backslash making money with